How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. We got the shepherd. Leading the flock back at CBS Sports Radio and also Kevin Wall-to-Wall, Joe Judge conversation. Yeah, the New Yorkers. Hey, I heard Joe Judge, uh, when he talked at his press conference, he sounds like an 11-win guy. How many Patriot assistants have ever done squat? Squat. Go go down the list. What, What do we have? Charlie Weiss? Oh, yeah. Love that. Matt Patricia. Uh, police in Detroit just found a quesadilla from late October at a Taco Bell in his beard. <laughs> I can't. You know, I do a statewide show in Michigan, and from game one, I said, Matt Patricia is in over his head, just like Josh McDaniels was in over his head. Now you're hearing the Cleveland Browns are waiting on Josh McDaniels and Belichick, as I look at CBSSports.com, says no to McDaniels on moving up his interviews. And then the guys back at CBS are thinking that Belichick's son could be the heir apparent. A lot of people think, you know, when McDaniels turned down the Colts gig, that he was there for the transition. But now Belichick may want to give it to his son. His son did promise, I'm reading from mullet.com, Dear Dad, if you let me replace you with the Patriots, I will go high and tight on the haircut. Sincerely, son. That is awesome. I'll tell you what was cool today as I'm watching San Francisco's defense just whip the Vikings up and down the field. They took away Cook. They said, you know what, Kirk Cousins isn't going to beat us and start to finish. Yeah, they they were kind of pulsing, hanging around the Vikings because they have enough defense to hang around. But I'm telling you, when I look at Lynch, when I look at Shanahan, when I look at what they did and went out and drafted and what they acquired in Jimmy G, the depth they have at running back, depth at receiver, their offensive line is healthy. I don't know how they lose another game. I know there's the fascination with Lamar and Baltimore, and they've hung around. 11.32 to go in the third. They're down 14-6, but they're driving. Tennessee went up 14 zip and they took Lamar out of the game, but he doesn't run enough. Last time I checked, he had like, and it was before the start of the third quarter, I think he had 27 yards. No, I, I get he's a better passer. But you are going to win with Lamar Jackson when he's running the football. You are. And because you're down 14 nothing at one point, now 14 6. You have to run the guy. Oh, you're worried about getting him hurt. You're worried about that. You don't remember Michael Vick? You remember Michael Vick in the NFL when he came from Vatek to the Falcons? And when he was running, he was unstoppable. The minute they tried to keep him in the pocket, he became average. And then he went off the deep end with the dogs. Yeah, see, they just kind of, 
know, run RPO. You are different, Baltimore. Run RPO. Run pass option. I should be coaching the Ravens. The Mara family should have hired me instead of Joe Judge. I'll get into this coaching carousel. And, you know, the Cleveland Browns now, there's reports, well, they're going to wait on a GM. I, who Are they waiting on McDaniels? The Patriots are out of the playoffs. The Patriots are out of the playoffs. Are they waiting on Biennemi, who's with the Chiefs? I don't know. The Joe Judge hire was shocking. Matt Rule leaving Baylor for $60 million, possibly $70 million with the Panthers. And they had to pay because they let a good guy go in Ron Rivera, who quickly was hired by Washington. And I read the report, I think, at CBSSports.com that Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for LSU, or co-offensive, or passing coordinator, I think, for LSU, who's playing Monday night in the championship game, they may go after him as their offensive coordinator in Carolina. One note here, and I'm, I have so much to talk about. We have the first four-hour show after uh, the football season, and the fantasy guys did a great job. But when I'm, when I'm thinking about LSU and Clemson, this week off, this extra week isn't good. They had mojo. You know, if, you, if you're going to play it the 13th, then don't do your semifinals until that next week and then have do them on Saturday night and you have nine days until your championship game. It's lost some mojo, juice. You know, the NFL's getting deeper. It's must-see TV watching the Niners and the Vikings and Tennessee's leading 14-6. Baltimore with a third and two coming up for the Tennessee 19. I, I, I don't like the week off. I don't. I mean, I, I, I really forgot about college football. I see the the promos, right? You know, you got Lawrence and you got Joe Burrow. But we're like in the pro football mode right now. We should have those games like, let New Year's Day be what it used to be with the, you know, Cotton Bowl, with the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and then do the playoff games on that weekend after, the Saturday after, all the New Year's Day bowl games. And then nine days later, which would be right around that second week of January, that Monday night, you do the title game. It's simple. Oh, well, the people are have that time off. They can travel because it's a holiday break. Now, this week off, that will be one of our first huge questions of the night. And you can join in at one 855 cbs That's one 855 has the week off outside of people who are Clemson and LSU fans, has it made you kind of put college football on the back burner? I mean, I'm doing a watch party for the game via my statewide show on Monday night, and I forgot. Okay, I, I, it's the college football national championship game. And I forgot that they're playing on Monday. On my calendar, 
which I never write everything down that I do, and I do a million things. When I when I went the week ahead, I didn't pencil in, hey, uh, Monday night, January 13th, a uh, huge watch party with Clemson and LSU. And we'll get into that game. I don't like the week off. I don't. I did want to start this broadcast, though, with my first huge opinion. And this is a story that broke on Wednesday. And now it's nowhere to be found. The John Beeline, head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for our listeners on 92.3 FM in Cleveland, and the comments when he meant to talk about slow movement and slow play instead of slugs, out came thugs. And for about a 12- to 18-hour period, there were calls for John Beeline to be fired, that he's out of touch, that that's so offensive. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers played the Detroit Pistons on Thursday night, and after the game, the players said he had no malice in his comments, and they were all fine with it. And I'm... I'm sitting there Thursday night, and I'm wondering why nobody came to his defense. And ironically, who came to his defense on Thursday night was Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley on the NBA TV coverage, who called out the Cleveland players. And it really bothered me, because I know John Beeline personally, from his days at Michigan, that there weren't people lining up to protect that man's character when he was under fire, social networks, the feeding frenzy we have today. And what's sad and shameful is that when there are these 12 to 24-hour, 48-hour, one-week runs on someone's character without any proof or your own interpretation of what was said to try and bury that man or woman in the court of public opinion, Once the story comes to a halt, there never is the same return commentary in regards to, well, the players supported him. The players said that it's no big deal. So then why was it a big deal? Because you know what? Everybody needs clicks and hits and likes in the world we live in today. And we'll do it at the expense of someone's character. We'll do it at the expense of people losing their jobs because people on Twitter, where you can have a fake name and a fake account and the power of the social networks can get people removed from jobs, suspended, or censured. The power of Twitter in America. And I think the social networks... And I think everybody who piled on the John Beeline, fire him, give him a scarlet letter R for being a racist, owes that man an apology. It's a sad commentary on American sports, politics, entertainment. You can go down the list. And you have a right to your opinion. But we just can't wait. And I've been guilty of this, trust me. In the evolution of, what is it? I think I just had my nine-year anniversary on Twitter. The, the rush to judgment. Without knowing the facts. 
without knowing who was in that room or what was said or what was done, the court of public opinion is as ugly as it's ever been in America. And it's sad. And I also thought, looking back, that out of all the black players that John Beeline has coached throughout the years, that when he was under fire, more people didn't stand up for him. I applaud Shaq and Charles, who I love their honesty. They're unfiltered, and sometimes that can offend people, but you know what? They're telling it like it is. So the next time before you pile on, sports figure, entertainment, politics, whatever it is, maybe you need to take a deep breath, maybe even do a search, and have a educated opinion on somebody you're ready to call a racist or to be fired from their job. And that's my huge opinion. If you want to join in, one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. So Derrick Henry does the jump pass, a tribute to Tim Tebow, to put Tennessee up 21-6. Ravens get the ball back, and what I was just telling you during my opening segment, that if they're not going to run Lamar Jackson, they don't have a shot. They keep him in the pocket. Uh, He gets hit from behind. He fumbles. So the Titans, with 6.21 to go and counting in the third, they have the ball back, now second and six at the Ravens' 16. They could go up 24-6, 28-6. Amazing. Why aren't you running? I don't care if you're down 15. Why aren't you running Lamar Jackson? Oh, we're going to get him hurt, and we, you know, we got the... We can host the AFC championship game if we win, and then we need him for the Super Bowl. We could be world champs. You're, you're looking ahead. Don't make him the QB that he isn't. Let him be the guy who has ran the setup the pass all season long. That the RPO, the sexy, trendy word in football at the college and pro level, run pass option. Pocket passer, you will get blown out by a huge, nearly 10-point underdog. Oh, my Lord. Now they got first and goal at the seven. Coaches outthink themselves. Remember Trubisky and the Bears last year in the playoffs? That Trubisky would, the RPO would run. You didn't know what was coming. It's why the Bears were able to go 12-4. and four, And they got to that playoff game against the Eagles and they just decided to try and get by, get to the next game. You know, I know playoff sports is different because there's a lot of pressure and you want to win it all. You know, playoff hockey is different. NBA playoff basketball, they actually play some defense once in a while. But I've watched this entire game, and you knew what was going to happen. You knew Derrick Henry was going to run the ball. So if I'm Baltimore, I lock everybody in the box and I do what the Niners did where we're not going to let Cook get a buck 28 on us. 
and we're going to see if Kirk Cousins can beat us. And you're going to see if Ryan Tannehill can beat you. And Tannehill's been fantastic last 11 games. You go down quick 14-zip, and then you want to make Lamar Jackson from the start of this game a pocket passer. And the only time I've seen him run has been scrambling. Ask the Atlanta Falcons how that worked out for Michael Vick. No, oh, you know, you you have an unbelievable season and you don't do what got you there. I've seen this in college sports. I've seen it in pro sports. And it's more visual and evident in football. I mean, I think the bigger question is, what would Joe Judge do right now? I, I just like that name. I swear, when he got hired by the Giants. I didn't know who the guy was. And I've done a talk show 28 years all across the country. Statewide show in Michigan. Done this show for, what, you know, four and a half years on Saturday nights. I didn't know who in the heck Joe Judge was. But, you know, the Giants fans back at CBS Sports Radio, well, he's, you know, he, he, he fired us up with his introductory speech. Oh, that, oh, hold on. Ryan Tannehill just ran RPO and scored a touchdown, and it's on the verge of being 28-6. Ryan Tannehill ran the option, bounced off two tackles, and scored. Ryan Tannehill has ran more design run plays, I think, then Lamar Jackson, the league MVP. That is amazing. And now you're to the point where you're 28-6. So now you're getting to where you have to pass. You were at 14. You were at 14 nothing. You were at 21-6, still, you know, two possessions. Man, you run it and do what got you there. This is not the Ravens team I've watched all year. It isn't. Shepard and Wall back at CBS Sports Radio. You guys agree with me what I'm saying about Baltimore? I can't believe this. I, I knew Tennessee was going to play him tough, but never expected 28-6. And Ryan Tannehill, out of all people, is making a playoff run. It's amazing. No, and not only a playoff run, he just ran RPO on the goal line and kept it and scored. What I was just preaching that Lamar Jackson needs or needs to do and has needed to do in this game. <laughs> Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans just do it on the goal line. We'll keep you up to date on that. Also, Cantor will have all the scores from the day in the world of sports. Niners awaiting the winner of Seattle, Green Bay. We will talk about that game. Also, Houston and Kansas City, they're watching this, and you want some more juice now for that AFC playoff game tomorrow in Kansas City. The winner, more than likely, unless there's a miracle in Baltimore, will host the AFC Championship game. Wow. You could have an AFC Championship game in Houston. Or Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid could shake the Patriot demon at home again. 
in the AFC Championship game. And you're watching Tennessee. They've gone to New England, and it's 28-6 now with 4-16 left in the third. Unless the Ravens get a touchdown by the end of this quarter in the next 4-16, as I look at the CBSSports.com clock, this game's over. Done. And they better run Lamar. So now you're down big, and you're going to do this coach's analytical stuff where you're going to look at percentages, and you're going to say our best chance to come back is throwing the ball. No, it's not. It's still on the legs of Lamar Jackson. But the Tennessee Titans. So let's say Kansas City, you know, home field advantage tomorrow, they win. And the Titans go into Kansas City next week in the AOC championship game. And their path to the Super Bowl is through Foxborough, Baltimore, and Kansas City. And that they might have sent Brady, Lamar Jackson, and Mahomes, or if it's Deshaun Watson in Houston, home for the year. Or the offseason. Amazing. If you want to join in your opinions, one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five. 212-4227, at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. I am watching this game in Baltimore on the TV to my right as I'm talking to all of you across the U.S. and Canada. And there was just another interception thrown by Jackson in the pocket. And now I think Derrick Henry may go house. I know he had about a 30-yard run. 28-6, Tennessee has silenced a raucous Ravens home crowd. Jackson, they were driving again in the pocket. He's been in the pocket most of the the entire game. What are they thinking? And I know they, they were getting into a good hurry-up vibe. They were there was a, a little rhythm for the first time really in the Ravens offense, and then he throws another pick. Henry has 167 yards rushing on 19 carries, and he threw the touchdown to Davis. Wow. Ravens are uh, is that a towel or a white flag? They were like plus 400, I think. Wall. And the shepherd were saying, I did like the, uh, and I said this on my statewide show on Friday, I like the Titans plus, I think, nine and a half going into this game. I thought it would be a fourth quarter game. I really did. What did you say, Wall? It, w- it was nine and a half uh, plus nine and a half. Was it really? Yeah. So it was nine and a half. That's I, I like that. I, but I, 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 I thought Jackson would try and run more, but you get a coaching staff, okay, we're at home, we can get by, let's not get them hurt, we don't want to, you know, too much RPO. And they are just pounding them. Like they pound, they made Brady and the Patriots look bad. They're making the MVP Lamar Jackson and Baltimore look bad. Wow. End of third quarter, 28-6, Tennessee leading in Baltimore. San Francisco throttled Minnesota earlier today. 
Niners await the winners, Seattle, Green Bay, the NFC Championship game in Santa Clara on the West Coast next Sunday. Winner of Kansas City hosting Houston, the winner will get the AFC Championship. But who wants to play Tennessee right now? Rabel's done a great job. He has. But, you know, this team was kind of in disarray early in the year. And when coaches can get through that adversity and the team buys in and the move for Marcus Mariota to Tannehill and Derrick Henry, I mean, that's beast mode. That, that's Herschel Walker. That's Bo Jackson. I, I've been trying to think of running backs that I compare him to. It's amazing. So if you want to comment on the game, if you just jumped in your vehicle, one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five. 212-4227, at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Andre in Mississippi, you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. What's going on, big guy? I can't believe what I'm watching right now. I, I don't know why you can't, man. It, it, it shouldn't be shocking. I, I, I've been saying this for six months. That is a reason why these quarterbacks never make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. And then you want to bring up uh, Derek Henry, just try uh, Earl Campbell. That, that, that's the guy he reminds me of. Earl Campbell, take a hit and keep bouncing off the guy and keep going. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed of Bo or, or Walker. They had that Olympic-type speed, but you know, and a little bit more, he can bounce to the outside a little bit more than Earl could back in the day. Yeah, what, what what happens is people get too caught up in the regular season. That's that's what I keep trying to tell folks. It's a different ball game when you get in the playoffs. That's why I always tell people when you want to go into go with the mobile quarterbacks, we we never see them get to the Super Bowl. It, it normally happens just like it's happening now. Deshaun Watson he he bows out in the first round. You seeing this for the second year for these guys? I mean, don't don't be so quick to to see go with that regular season stuff. It's just different when the playoffs start. All right, different. Andre. Well, I appreciate you listening in beautiful Mississippi. Uh, thanks for being the first caller of the night here on the Saturday Night Heald Show. If you want to join in, one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter. I'll read the tweets. Saturday Night Heald Show on Facebook. I just think it was a bad game plan offensively by John Harbaugh and his staff. I really do. That you you had the time off, you know, resting starters, uh, two full weeks. Uh, there, I saw Sean Marash, uh, who's with DA Mornings on CBS Sports Radio, and he said that's what you get for resting your starters when you know you're going to have a week off. And and now you get into that mode where you're overthinking. You are not going with your strengths. You're overthinking. And you're trying just to get by. And we see it all the time. And we do. In the NFL, we see it more than any other sport. Or sometimes in baseball, you'll watch managers just overmanage. Overmanage a, a big playoff game. Not like they normally did their bullpen or their bench. 
or their rotation. They'll just overthink it and some blow it and some luck out. But it's 28-6. 28-6. How many people bet on the Titans tonight? I told you I like the nine and a half. Shepard, Wall, what were you guys thinking going into this game? Were you thinking Ravens blowout? And why? I'm I huge I, I can't believe I'm seeing a guy who should be the MVP, who was overwhelmingly the best player in the league, look like he just stepped on to an NFL field. I am in shock right now. Because they're keeping him in the pocket. That's why. They're trying to make him a Look how bad Michael Vick fell off when they tried to make him a passing QB. Same thing with RG3 in Washington. Yeah, but a lot of RG3 had a lot of injuries, though. So. I mean, you can look at him and say, okay, he had a, a ton of injuries, but these coaches all, well, hold on, we can't lose him. Oh, my gosh, we can't. I mean, you know, Jackson is sitting on 76 now, and that's about 50 in the third quarter when they were kind of lathering up, okay? He's sitting on, the numbers will be misleading. You'll look at his numbers right now and see 18 of 35 with two interceptions and 219, and you'll see 15 attempts for 76 yards. But that wasn't the design early. And I get that, well, they're down 14 nothing, And I'm getting some tweets about that. Well, they're down 14 nothing. You can't, you now have to change your game plan. Okay, I applaud Tennessee for doing that. It's just the visual that it's from the pocket, and when he's getting some scramble yardage, it's junk yardage because he's scrambling out of trouble. And Vrabel now with the lead is just bringing the house snap after snap. So they're down 22, and after the CBS Sports.com timeout, they'll come back and have first and 10 at their own 12. Huge, I don't want to oversimplify this, but I do have a question for you. Yes. Is the moment just too big for this dude? Because we saw what happened last no, year against the Chargers. I, I, I didn't like I didn't like the early offensive play calling. I really didn't. And 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 if it wasn't for the great catch right before halftime, they're setting on three points at halftime. I don't know if that was Hollywood Brown or whatever. I was get, coming in getting ready to do the show. But man, when you when you look at him right now, he's just not a pocket guy. And I know he's imp- see. I love this. Talk it. Go back. Guy's not open. You take off. You get 12 yards. He just did that. He wasn't doing that in the first two quarters. He wasn't. I mean, you look. If they're not there, you take off. That's Lamar Jackson. That was Mike Vick. That's the the run-pass option, okay? Or the, the read, you know, read, rip, go. Open, throw it. If not, take off. They just, they, they look like they... Offensively and defensively, like they were just going to show up. And, and now, is it is it the starters having most of the starters having two full weeks that you got to ramp it back up? We've seen that before in the NFL. I don't think the stage is too big for Lamar Jackson. I really don't. And he has improved so much as a passer. But right there wasn't your normal scramble. He went back, looked, saw coverage, takes off. So now he's sitting on 87 yards. But you're chasing points because of the fumble 
and two picks. I don't, I don't think it's too big for Lamar Jackson. Look at Tannehill. Uh, Henry has 173 yards on 21 carries. Tannehill is 7 of 14 for 88 yards, but has two TDs. And Tannehill is averaging two yards on the ground with an RPO touchdown. (laughs) I mean, Lamar has to have about close to, what, 50, 60 yards here, and I don't have the in the third quarter, early fourth quarter. But Tennessee is going to go through Foxborough, Baltimore, and await tomorrow night, whether they go next weekend for the AFC Championship game to Houston or Kansas City. Now, I'll tell you what, if you look at the play, now here's a great RPO, and look at Lamar Jackson go, look at this, look at him go. And they weren't using this, and he just goes for 30 yards. Shepard, do I need to take over an NFL franchise right now with what I've said since I've started? I think you're going to have to do a coaching overhaul and take over a couple of these franchises, huge. He just did an RPO play. Now, again, I've been doing the show. I was getting ready beforehand, so I could have missed some. But the way he was juking people... That's the Lamar Jackson that's going to win the regular season MVP. Drop back, throw three times in a series, isn't Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he just ripped off almost 30 yards on that run. He's at 114 now, and they're moving down the field. But the reason they're down 22 is the turnovers. It's amazing. Uh, We'll take your thoughts on the game if you're watching it. You can join us. Uh, John in Foxborough, Massachusetts watched Derrick Henry do it last week, and he's doing it again on the road in Baltimore. How you doing, Johnny? Good. How's everyone going? Good. You know what I I just have my observation is I I always keep thinking, let's get rid of the analytics guys. And baseball, bunt down the third baseline. Do things that are unpredictable. If, if, if the games are predictable, then these analytic guys win. If they can predict where to put the third baseman, where to put the safety, where two unpredictable things, and then a guy like Henry comes. And I was watching it last week, and I'm like, oh, my God. Just like you guys were talking about Earl Campbell. You know how you beat the analytics guys? Uh, with Henry. He is amazing. Nothing you can do. It's, it's, grunt, it's grunt athleticism which I miss in sports so much. I miss it in baseball. The fact that a very athletic human being can get on a football field and go, I'm going to just grunt, use my power. And all those guys sitting up, in the, sitting up with their computers can do nothing about it because this is about athleticism. And that's why I like sports. I don't like the strategy of the third baseman goes over to second. I like hey, the third baseman goes over to the shortstop, bunt it down the third baseline 12 times before they, before, you know, they readjust. And that's what Henry's doing. Uh, I seen him coming to Gillette Stadium. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Earl Campbell. I, I, I agree with you guys. This is Eddie George. Try to beat him upstairs. You're not going to because you can't beat anal- – analytics can't beat athleticism. Simple as that. 
and it's great to see. I, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Tennessee now because of Abel and you know. But you know what I mean, Hugh? You know, you you come from a time when uh, you've seen Bo Jackson, you've seen athleticism, and the sport sports has been kind of ruined by the fact that people can predict what what's going to happen in the play, and you can't predict Henry. You can, you know what? The guys on the field are going to have to stop Henry, not the guys with the computers. You know, this this time it's like if you're going to stop Tennessee, you're going to have to stop them on the field, not in the not in the booth. Johnny, to see. I love you. Thanks for listening in Foxborough. I know you guys have your weekends free, maybe watching the Bruins and the Celtics, but no Patriots. By the way, during John's call from Massachusetts, Jackson just threw a TD. I think Sneed caught it. 28-12 pending the two-point conversion. And they're going to miss it. They don't run the run-pass option on the two-point conversion. Mm. Sound like the Commodores. Brick House. 28-12, still a two-possession game with 11.09 to go in the fourth. We'll get an update on that coming up here in about five minutes. Also, I'll take your thoughts on the game right now. And I do love what John said in Foxborough that, hey, you know Henry's coming if you can't stop him. The pure athleticism, I do love it. And I think analytics have ruined sports, in my mind, from a coaching perspective or fans. You can join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Callers online, stay put. I'll get to your huge opinions in a moment. Uh, At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. We're the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.